participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific information and the general guidelines for remote participation by members of the public and or parties with a right and or requirement to attend this meeting can be found on the City of Medford website at medfordma.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen or watch the meeting may do so by accessing the meeting link contained herein. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings in real time via technological means. In, uh, let me see. in the event that we are unable to do so, despite our best efforts, we will post on the City of Medford or Media Community Media website an audio or video recording transcript or other comprehensive record of proceedings as soon as possible after the meeting. Okay. Uh, thank you, Munir. I, I also, I, I didn't mention as the meeting began uh, that we are recording it. We are not live streaming. What we will do is we will send it off to our local uh, Medford TV station and uh, this meeting will be recorded and shown there. So I just want to make sure all participants know that this meeting is being recorded. Okay, great. Thank you, Neil. And let me see. Uh, I'll start off by asking uh, members of the Human Rights Commission who are in attendance to identify themselves and briefly uh, speak as to who they are. So, in uh, in the order that I see on my screen, and Natasha, why don't you go ahead, please? Unmute yourself. Thank you. Hi, hi everyone. I'm Natasha Lerner. Um, I've been living in Medford for about three years since I lived to since I moved to Massachusetts. Um, my daytime job is as the program director of family planning at Boston Medical Center, and I'm also getting a doctorate in public health. I started working with the Human Rights Commission in March of this year. Thank you, Natasha. Uh, uh, Chief Buckley, uh, you're in my screen, but you're not, uh, I don't see you. Uh, so until you appear, reappear, Kelly, please go ahead. Hi, my name is Kelly Cunha. Um, I also started working with the commission around March. Um, my day job is a social worker and I'm a Medford mom and Medford resident. Thank you, Kelly. I see that Chief Buckley is back. Jack, can you just briefly introduce yourself? I think everybody knows you. Uh, you're muted. Yeah, no, I know I'm muted. I was muted because I have one crisis after another today. Um, hi, I'm Jack Buckley, Chief of Police. Good to see you all. I think everyone knows who I am and I've uh, introduced okay, myself great. in a way that almost everyone here. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. And Melissa, can you go next? Hello, everyone. I'm Melissa McIntyre. Um, I've been on the commission for, I think this is my fourth year. Um, and I am also a Medford High School teacher. Thank you, Melissa. Uh, Judy, uh, can you go next? Me, Judy Kaplan. Um, hi, everybody. I am a fairly long-term member of the commission. I live in West Medford um, proudly, and um, I guess that's enough, right? 
That's good enough. <laughs> I'm I'm not you. You're not going to see me because I'm actually doing the call on my phone, but I can see you on my computer. Oh, okay, great. Well, okay. Good to have you here, Judy. And I'm Munir Germanis, and I'm the current chair of this commission. Uh, and I'm not going to spend a lot more time. And I think uh, everybody knows Neil. Neil, you might just say who you are. <laughs> sure. So, hi, everyone. I am not a commissioner. I guess my current title is Director of uh, Diversity and Human Resources for the City. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Neil. Uh, and uh, so I'm going to go uh, straight into uh, the agenda, but before I do so, I'd like to have uh, two uh, people introduce themselves, and then as far as the public participation uh, is concerned, once you uh, are when you, once you get to participate, you can mention who you are and then briefly. But for the time being. I would like to introduce two potential uh, members uh, of the Mass Human Rights Commission. They will be applying. And the first one who applied first is Jana. Jana, please, can you uh, mention who you are? And uh, excuse me if I mispronounce anybody's name. No, yeah. Um, I'm Jana McNamee. Uh, I was born and raised in Medford. Um, I'm part of Mobilize Medford, it's a new organization in Medford. Um, and yeah. Well, welcome, Jana. And uh, the next person who is interested and hopefully will become a commissioner is Chalamal. Again, please correct my pronunciation. Please go ahead and introduce yourself with your unmute yourself. Oops, unmuted. Hi, I'm perfect pronunciation. My name's Chalamal Keshavan, although I go by Chelly. Um, born in India, lifelong resident of Medford, and I'm now a mother of two. I attended the Medford Public Schools. Um, during the day, I serve as executive director for an organization called Boston Association for Childbirth Education and the Nursing Mothers Council. Um, we, our mission is to train a, a diverse perinatal workforce, um, you know, from a perspective of equity and intersectionality to serve uh, women, babies, and families of color. Um, my background is in uh, education, and then after that, um, public health. And so here I am. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity. Okay, thank you, Chalamal. Pleasure to meet you both, uh, Chalamal and Jana. And I'll uh, go straight to the next item, which is... Uh, Looking at, uh, I've I have asked to be in, introduced also. I beg your pardon. I would like to be introduced. Uh, when you get the chance to talk to people, you can introduce yourself, please. Okay. Okay. And uh, I might mention that uh, uh, Steve Schnapp uh, has uh, graciously uh, volunteered to take notes, as he has done for the past couple of meetings. Uh, so the uh, last two meetings that we had, uh, Steve had uh, taken a set of notes and I had sent them to all members of the Human Rights Commission. So I would like to entertain a motion uh, to accept those minutes, please. Assuming that uh, everybody has read them and that they don't have any further comments. Anybody? No, you have you haven't read them, maybe. 
Uh, anybody? I read them and had no read them and had no issues. Okay, and I've done the same thing. So, could, would you be able to make a motion to accept this for both these uh, meetings? Sure. Uh, all right. Any second? Second. Second. Great. All those in favor, say yes. 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 All right. Wonderful. Thank you all. Uh, so, uh, let's. I'm going to now go into the next item, and uh, that is the. I'm just maneuvering here so I can read. Uh, so the commission <coughs> for. Uh, uh, the Commission's role, continuing conversations on races. So let me again, uh, I will mention the various things that we discussed. We discussed five items last time. These were basically from the notes uh, of uh, the uh, last uh, large meeting that we had with the mayor and Chief Buckley. And uh, uh, we had several rooms. I think we had like 14 rooms. And a, a set of notes was taken as to what was discussed in each room. And I had summarized uh, the, uh, the conclusions from the various notes. And what we discussed last time, first of all, was the lack of diversity. And I think uh, among the other suggestions that were made, I think Melissa had mentioned uh, that uh, perhaps the school committee could establish a task force uh, uh, to uh, discuss this lack of diversity in the schools. And so I would like that, you know, we had, a, we had several people uh, input, express their opinion as to what uh, what could be done. I would like to propose that we formally request the school committee to form a task force to address the lack of, the, of diversity in the schools and to offer recommendations to address uh, this uh, with, within this school year. And, uh, and one other uh, adder is that we'd like this task force to include students as well as members of the public, if possible. So I would like your opinion on this. Uh, we can discuss this. And if everybody agrees, perhaps we can pass a motion to that effect. Anybody is welcome to participate. Munir, the task force is already in place. Oh, uh, so it has already been formed by the school committee? Um, I do not know exactly how it was selected, um, but I, and I don't really know much about it. I am trying to get more information about it, but um, I do know that it is in place. So my, my understanding was there was the original, um, well, right, so there was a, a request put out for individuals wanted to uh, plan and discuss about diversity in the schools. So a call has gone out and a task force has been created. But I don't, it's my view that the Human Rights Commission can still 
make a specific request. I think um, it's okay for this commission to decide um, you want a seat at the table. Um, uh, I know a request was made for me to be a part of the task force, but I declined to be a part of it. But that doesn't mean I can't assist it and be involved in the process. But you as a commission, I think, can assert your authority, your expertise in this area to say, um, maybe the commission needs to have some role in this, whether they are regularly informed about what's going. So um, I guess I'm suggesting that you can still do what you want, even though something's already be begun. Okay, any other comments? Thank you, Neil. So do you want to go ahead with, with uh, this proposal or do you want to just, uh, do we just want to say, uh, Melissa, would you be able to uh, find out a little more about it and then request more information and send it to us and maybe even request that uh, possibly a member of the Human Rights Commission be on that task force? I did apply for it. I did not hear back. Um, I can inquire um, about, just so you guys know, I, I did express interest. Um, and I can definitely find out some more information, and I actually would love to do that. So, yes, absolutely. Okay, great. So why don't we then leave it at that and say that Melissa will look further into it rather than uh, pass a resolution ourselves for, uh, for, for this uh, commission. Is that acceptable? Jack, please. A suggestion or, or uh, is it within our power to, to request that the superintendent of schools come to our I next meeting and talk with us? maybe have a discussion over the issues maybe she could shed, shed some light and and uh, what's going on and I mean, it doesn't jack, mean sorry can you can you repeat can, can you repeat that jack i was interrupted by another, another person speaking so one of my thoughts is maybe we could invite the superintendent of schools to our next human rights commission and have a discussion uh, you know, about these issues uh, with, with her you know, present and the commission present and um Okay, I, I know think it's that, extremely that, busy at the schools, but it's 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 a possibility that we might gain some knowledge and and as we go forward with that. I think that's a good suggestion. Anybody else? All right, who would be willing to actually make the contact with the uh, to 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 invite the commissioner to uh, attend our next meeting? I can certainly. I can certainly make the connection. If you want some special language that someone wants to create, I'll accept it. If you want me to try and uh, do the invite, um, I'll be happy to do that also. I think that would be great, Neil. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, the second point that we discussed was the covert and overt uh, ra uh, racism against kids of color and not white kids uh, that, that occurs in our schools. And again, this was discussed in detail and I have a potential ask uh, that the Human Rights Commission request the superintendent and the heads of all schools to highlight this concern to all members 
uh, of the school community, uh, including the high school and the various uh, middle schools and other schools. Uh, can I, does anybody care to comment on that? If you are to uh, propose this as a motion. I think Steve has his hand up. Uh, sorry, Steve, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, my hand was up actually for the previous uh, discussion, so I'll I'll lower my hand. Oh. Uh, okay. Anyone else? I mean, would this be a reasonable uh, thing to do to, to make a formal request uh, to uh, to all the you know to the to to the superintendent and to the heads of schools uh, to uh, to actually highlight this so that hopefully uh, the uh, student body and the faculty will be made aware of uh, the feelings of uh, the students of color in, in, in their various schools. Is this, would this be a reasonable request? So I just want to cut. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Judy. You go ahead first. I was just wanted to clarify. So basically kind of having them make an acknowledgement that this is a problem. Is that what we're asking for? Like we, yes. we've been told this some sort of formal acknowledgement that this is an issue in the schools. Right. And, okay. and in other words, to, to, in other words, just to make, make people aware that this is happening. Okay. And uh, hopefully start to address the problem. That's, that's at least my, 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 my thought. So any, anybody, uh, Judy, you wanted to, uh, um, yeah, actually, Kelly, that's my question, but I have another question. Um, would we have to, or would you want to um, summarize specific incidents? Uh, hmm. well, I mean, yeah, go ahead. It, it's just hard to know how, how yeah. people would react to just, you know, an ask, an ask um, for acknowledgement well I, mean, I don't know it's hard to wrap my mind around it I mean I mean I, I okay so essentially as part of that big meeting when we had you know these uh, these big discussions this was something that people expressed I mean uh, uh, you know they said this is happening to us we've had firsthand experience with this so I don't know that I would want to go ahead and uh, uh, and you know try to list specific uh, instances in which this happened. So and I also don't want all that big discussion just to be discussed and that's it. I would like some kind of an action to be taken uh, so that uh, you know we as a uh, uh, as a human rights commission can express our concerns and support for the feelings of these students. Uh, and Natasha, please go ahead. I don't know this, but I imagine that there may already be efforts either among students or parents or teachers to ask their school to make both such a statement and what their response plan will be for improving campus climate for the coming year. And so, Perhaps we can lend support to an effort that is already going of people who are in the school working on this. 
rather than to do a parallel activity if there is one that is already happening? Well, there's nothing wrong with the Human Rights Commission uh, taking a stand on this. Whether if, so if there's something already happening, that's great. But we as a commission can express our opinion, okay, or our thought in, uh, in a resolution. So, and if there's something already going on, that's great. Oh but yeah, I, mean, I agree. We should definitely express strong support of change and a proper acknowledgement. I'm just saying that perhaps in our support, we could also lend the, the, I don't know the right word, reputation of this committee to other efforts to raise it perhaps in public discourse. Okay, would, would you like to uh, add or modify the statement so that we can have something definite? Uh, Kelly is raising her hand. To, to present, I mean, again, the, I mean, again, the, the loose wording that I had is that the Human Rights Commission requests the superintendent and the heads of school to highlight the concern about overt and covert uh, uh, racism against ch uh, children or kids of color, whatever, students of color. Uh, and this Kelly. Is Judy. Yeah, so, sorry, go ahead. who is it? Is it Judy? Yeah, should I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, so I'm thinking it might be something like um, in the recent public forum, um you know this was expressed in some appropriate wording and um when are asked what we're asking them is if they would keep us informed or first of all inform us about whatever efforts they're making to address this this concern that was expressed publicly and then to update us um, I don't know, give a, a, a date for an update, something like that. But okay. to frame it, to frame it as the fact that it, we're not bringing it to their attention, it, it, it was brought to the whole community's attention. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I'm not trying to bring it to their attention. I'm asking uh, uh, for them to take an action. Kelly, you, you were going to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that we need to have a little more teeth behind it. I think we need to say, this is what we are, uh, we, want, we want an acknowledgement that this has been the experience of kids of color and actionable steps that the school administrators are taking to address this. I, I just think that we need, that's like the base minimum that we can do after what we, what we heard in that um, public meeting, you know? Okay. Julie, are you having uh, some feedback? Sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so can you can you say that again? It's just that the the, the noise that was coming in. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, I was just gonna say I think that at the bare minimum we should ask them in addition to acknowledge um, this issue, but also some actionable steps because you can acknowledge all day long, but if you're not gonna do anything about it, then it really is is kind of just lip service. So my, I think we should say we would like you to acknowledge and give us actionable steps that you are taking in order to um, 
remedy this, um, you know, very serious problem. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, the, the, the word that I had suggested was to, to highlight this, but maybe highlight is not enough. I, uh, uh, to, to all, uh, you know, to, to, to the members of this community. Now, we could also add as, you know, as, as, as was discussed in the forum, uh, uh, with with the mayor and the chief of police uh, two months ago. And Matthew's noted in the uh, chat section, uh, maybe the invite goes to the school committee also. Uh, sorry, the invite, uh, you mean that of, of the previous uh, weekend? Yeah, there's not, <laughs> certainly nothing wrong with that. Yeah, right. I think that's probably cool. a good idea. Cause we, yes, we can also uh, try and hold the school committee uh, accountable for taking concrete actions along with the superintendent and the principals of the buildings. Okay, uh, so uh, I would like to have this as a formal motion. Uh, so uh, again, when I, all right, somebody can take this and, and uh, add something if they would like. So what I'm proposing is that the Human Rights Commission requests the superintendent and the heads of schools to highlight the concern of overt and covert racism against uh, students of color uh, as, as was discussed in the large forum two months ago. Is that a reasonable uh, statement? Is that, is that good enough? Minera, the only suggestion I will make is if you make it to the superintendent, the principals have to follow. So you may not need to address it to the principals if you address it to who they are accountable to. Um, if you think so, that's fine. I was just trying to be, make direct contact so that to ask them to, uh, you know, to. Uh, well, I mean, we can also ask them if that's the, if you don't want to include this, uh, the heads of schools in that statement, then we should mention that we would like a uh, a response within uh -huh. the next month, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, from uh, uh, Steve, were you able to <laughs> to get that down? Um, um, I hope. Here's what I have. Um, uh, the Human Rights Commission is, uh, there's a motion to make a formal request that the superintendent acknowledge the discrimination that students of color have experienced as testified and that the school department is acting to address these concerns. Okay. Uh, anybody else has a, uh, has a comment? If not, why don't I entertain a motion? Uh, this uh, somebody to uh, uh, introduce this as a motion that we can vote on. Minera, I, I, I think uh, Diane Sullivan may have a comment that she'd like to add. Uh, all right, I don't see her, but yeah, go ahead, Diane, please. Uh, sorry about that. Thank you, Neil. I was just um, in the chat wondering if it was okay for us, the public, to weigh in. Um, you know, I was just let me actually go back to my comment now. Um, but it really sounds like it, and I think Kelly, you know, kind of covered it actually after I wrote it in the chat, but it really, where she said just, you know, asking for that bite. So that was really all that I was looking for. I think, 
I just wanted to caution, you know, sharing the stories of others is something that we should always be careful around. And it really takes to develop trust um, with, you know, folks with lived experience in this situation, students, um, particularly students of color. Um, and so I just, you know, I just, I guess wanted to caution around that, um, but encourage that the commission in its role um, really seek those um, action steps. Uh, so I just, thank you. Okay, uh, I mean, when you, when you say sharing uh, I mean I I, I might I understand that by specifically mentioning specific incidents or or uh, is it uh, just sharing the general concern I think uh, she was referring to Judy's suggestion to maybe include specific stories which oh, I think oh, we already okay. decided wasn't going to happen yeah but we're not including that uh, specific thing in, in the motion okay right. would somebody introduce that as before thank you Diane would somebody introduce this, uh, or my commissioner, uh, introduce this as a motion, please? A uh, motion to send a letter to the superintendent and admins to um, acknowledge um, overt and covert racism in our schools, as well as actionable steps to take to remedy it. Okay. Uh, second. Second. All those in favor, say yes. 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 Thank you. Motion passed. Uh, the third thing that we discussed was the lack of diversity in elected leadership. I would say, I mean, there were a lot of ideas thrown about. I would say the Human Rights Commission does not have a lot of power to change that. Uh, so one thought that came to my head is that maybe we can simply challenge members of the city council and the school committee uh, to see if they can do something about it. I'll entertain people's comments on this. If anybody has any further thoughts, but other than that, I'm not sure what else we can. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Fiona, I know, uh, uh, is a member of the commission and she had to come late because she had a class. But please, Fiona, you can introduce yourself briefly. And Welcome. Thanks. Um, hi, I'm Fiona. I'm, uh, as Munir said, a member of the Human Rights Commission. I'm a junior at Tufts, and that's my okay. tie to Medford. Thank you, Fiona. So, does anybody want to add anything to this? Or, I mean, I mean, I, I was, I was making this suggestion. I don't know whether I was serious or not, uh, but uh, I don't know if. Uh, it is practical to to ask the school committee and and the city council to try and address this. Jean, Jean has her hand up, so maybe she has a comment. Yeah, Jean, please go uh, ahead. Hi, everyone. Uh, Jean Zotter. I'm with Medford People Power. We're talking later, but one of the things that the Medford People Power did look into is ward representation, so that the at-large voting process. Uh, can often disenfranchise the smaller communities um, and result in a predominantly white representation on school committees and city councils. And I don't know if that, if the Human Rights Commission could say something about um, the structure 
That's just, I'm just throwing that out there, uh, that it, the, you know, Lowell, there's quite a few cities, Lowell, Springfield, they've all been sued under the at-large voting process for violating Voting Rights Act and um, disenfranchising communities of color. And, and I don't know if that's, that is one way to diversify representation. So I'll take it offline. Yeah, but. thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jean. Yeah, that was indeed discussed last time. Uh, are you perhaps suggesting that uh, we as a commission might want to express our support for, uh, for at-large uh, representation? I know that's going to be a long process from, from what I understand uh, because it might require a charter review and things like that. I, but I'm, I'm happy to hear other people's thoughts on this. I guess you, you could have some kind of statement recognizes how at-large voting results in um, unrepresentative bodies. Um, sorry, I think my connection's not stable, but I, I don't know exactly what your purview is, but I could see some kind of statement where you said that this voting system does result in um, bodies that aren't as representative of the city of Medford and suggest or recommend that there be a charter review. Okay, uh, anybody else? Uh, any I, I'll, I'll go. So there's, yeah, always been, there's always been a bit of a challenge around charter review. There have been folks working on that for the last maybe four or five years. Um, a lot of times um, there's uh, trying to be kind lip service to the idea of doing it, but the actual having it take place is the challenge. There's still a um, signature uh, petition drive where you get enough signatures, the uh, residents, the voters can demand that it takes place. The city council can vote on it and the mayor can endorse it. Um, the quickest way to charter review is a city council vote where the mayor endorses it and it goes up to uh, the state house for adoption. So you could, again, uh, be the forefront of making sure charter review happens as a means of trying to get more candidates of color to consider Thank running. So Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Well, so, so the question is, do we want to make a specific uh, formal request from the Human Rights Commission? Uh, and I would like us to make a decision quickly so that we can uh, keep on moving. Uh, if, if, uh, so, I'm not sure where the sound is coming from. Okay, well, I don't seem to be getting any other comments. I. I uh, I guess I'm going to just keep on moving. All right, if I, if I don't get the formal proposal, then I'm just going to keep on moving to the next step. I think the fourth point that we discussed uh, last time was the, uh, the question of the mural uh, in uh, the uh, post office. Uh, and what we had uh, discussed was our concern about this. But then Neil pointed out that the Forest Street Post Office, uh, that there is a Delta diversity of Medford, 
that are um, remobilizing to address this. And uh, may so I'm I'm going to suggest that perhaps we just uh, if anybody uh, has the energy uh, uh, to do that to contact and join this commission and uh, and work towards uh, a resolution of uh, perhaps removing this uh, this mural from the post office. Uh, I think it's been covered up. Is, am I mistaken? I think that it's been handled and it's covered now. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I, would, I would describe it as progress. So it has definitely been covered up. Um, who covered it up and why has not yet been answered. And what's going to happen to it is still uh, needs to be determined. Okay, well, then for the time being, I think, okay, let, let's, let, I'm going to just end this discussion. Uh, here and move to the next point. But uh, thank you for pointing that out, Kelly. Uh, all right, the fifth thing and the last thing that we discovered last time was uh, the statement about uh, the parks honor only white men. Uh, names of parks are only honor white men in Medford. Uh, no mention of any women or people of color. Uh, now, out of curiosity, I just went to the Metro uh, City website and looked at what is written about the history of Metro and also uh, led to the uh, historical society statement. And all I see there is, oh, Metro uh, had, uh, you know, had produced various products. Metro was... Uh, uh, it used to be a shipbuilding facility, they used to uh, produce rum, but there is no mention of the real history and there's no mention of the imported and the indigenous slave labor that was used to produce these things. So it's clear that we need a review of this uh, sanitized history that is put out there for the students to read. Um, so I was thinking about this and I was I was thinking that what maybe one thing that we could do is uh, we need some kind of a involvement perhaps from the school uh, have a project for the students to look at the various names of the parks and whatnot and try and investigate, you know, who these people are, uh, the, what parks or sometimes schools are named after. I know this has happened only sort of in passing in, in, in one school and that is, you know, the, the, the Christopher Columbus. And I know that uh, at least one member uh, I believe of the, either the school committee or the city council uh, looked into the history of who Christopher Columbus was and then raised the question of the, is it reasonable, uh, is it a good idea to have, uh, you know, a school or other monument named after him. So, so what I was maybe suggesting is that we contact somebody, uh, some teacher or some department, maybe the history department at the high school, and have them 
start a project where the students themselves, hopefully the high school maybe uh, students, uh, participate in a study uh, of uh, the various names of the various parks and look into how reasonable it is uh, uh, to, to name uh, these schools or these parks after, after these people. Comments, suggestions? Munir, can I have, yes, I, have a I have a suggestion. Um, Scott Volmere, um, I believe he works at Medford High, began um, with, in collaboration with others, the Anti-Racist Educator Collective, um, which I've been in touch with him about starting at my, in my district. He might be a good place to start because the people in that collective have made a commitment to anti-racist um, education and um, objectives and goals in the school system. So if you'd like, I could reach out to Scott and just bring this up and see if that's something that maybe the, the anti-racist educator collective could kind of have as a project or something. Okay, I think, I think that would be great. Yeah, to start somewhere. Uh, so, so I, uh, Kelly, yeah, Kelly, um, read my mind. <laughs> um, I'm actually part of that collective, and I was going to make a motion to um, ask him to come to the next meeting. Um, I did. I did want to talk a little bit about the collective um, if we had time, but I did not have time to put it on the agenda. Um, so. I, I would love to have um, invite him to come and I could contact him tomorrow um, and yes we are um, we we're kind of starting the process um, and uh, I mean I could talk a little bit about that uh, but again I it wasn't on the agenda and I don't want to um, Okay, now I think that's great. I think that's a good idea, Melissa. I mean, it, it, do you think at least there's a process that might include addressing this specific concern about the, the names of the various parks and schools in our city? Um, I can mention it to him. It's, it's very open. Um, again, we're just starting off, so... Um, I would love to have him uh, visit and, and any, actually anybody who's part of the collective um, to listen in and contribute to the conversation. Okay. Let's start so there. Make a motion to invite him then? Can yes. I just, can I just chime in? I think, well, I see as an opportunity because if the, the collective to be, to do their work well, they may need community support you as a commission still need folks to understand what you do and how you can make Medford a better place. If Scott is willing to come to share what that group is doing, I think that's an attractive uh, event that others want to know too. So I'm suggesting you could further advertise and play up that this person is coming and maybe you have a couple of the teachers and the whole meeting is around what they are doing in the school system. So just my... The, the other thing that we could do is I could add it to the next agenda and um, share out the collective as well. Um, there is no real leadership in the, the collective. We, it's, it's very, like I said, 
loose and organic in movement. Um, again, I did not add it to the agenda, so I didn't want to overtake the conversation. Um, but I would be more than willing to also um, put it on the next agenda too and spearhead that and give you guys um, a summary. Okay, that, that's great. You know what? I think you probably, we, we don't need to make it into a formal motion, but we'll leave it up to you, Melissa, to contact him and invite him to our next meeting. Okay, that's great. And then um, can we also add it to our next agenda uh, so that I could, I could speak about it, please? Yeah, sure. Certainly. And if he is able to make it, that will be great. Then we can Perfect. Uh, grill both of you since you're both on, <laughs> on that committee. Okay, so let me move on. So these are the things that we, the, the, the five items that we discussed last time. And I'd like to now also go very as quickly as possible into the next few items that came, uh, that came out of that large meeting. And I had forwarded uh, the, uh, the list to all members of the commission. And I think I requested that list also be put on the website. I don't know if it's there or not. If it's not, I can always send it again. So we had addressed the first five points and now I just want to move very quickly through the next few points. And uh, uh, my item number It looks six. like Eileen wants to ahead. speak. Yes, please. Hello? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm alone, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, can you hear me? Oh, now you got it. Okay. So I just wanted to say that um, the school committee did vote to, to change the name from to Columbus to another name, which is as yet undecided. But during that meeting, uh, Paul Rousseau spoke about the fact that in the 1920s, before it was named Columbus School, it was the Mystic School, um, which was a nod to the native people who lived here. Um, before the English came. But I also uh, have complained about the um, description of the history on the city website. And I think it's a great idea to have the students working on it. And I would also add to that, that maybe the students could rewrite the history that appears on the city website. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree with you, Eileen, and, and hopefully this will come out of this commission. Yeah, this was, uh, and uh, there are a lot of resources out there uh, that who discuss the history, the real history, uh, um, you know, of uh, uh, our real history that includes things that have been simply glossed over. Okay, so let me go back then. Thank you again, Eileen. And so let me go back uh, to, uh, to the next item that I had uh, suggested we, uh, that came out of that discussion. And that was the statement that the city is not welcoming to newcomers in general. There's a strong sense of othering in this community. Uh, and some, at least it seems several people felt unwelcome coming in from a different city or a different state. Uh, I will uh, just throw this out and open it up for comments about this, if anybody cares to discuss this. Uh, 
Okay, uh, I don't see anybody raising their hand or saying wanting to say something. So I'm just going to keep on moving. Okay, so this will be something that we will not be addressing here. The seventh point that came in. Well, actually, Eileen is raising her hand. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I, uh, I missed that. Uh, go ahead, Eileen, if you're, you're wanting. You know, years ago, there used to be a thing called the welcome wagon. And when people would move into a new town, you know, you would, somebody would come and they would bring you all these things and they would give you information about the city. And, um, you know, that's something that could be revived and, you know, changed and updated. Um, you know, what, I take Uber a lot and um, I've t I talk to many people who are here for many years and, the, and when I go to the city hall, they say, oh, this is city hall? I mean, people don't even know where city hall is. Uh, people don't know how the government functions. Today, I was speaking to a woman who was born and raised in Medford, an Italian-American, and um, I was telling her about the city council meeting, and she said, oh, you know, I wish I had been there. And I said, well, you can be there. And she said, well, how often do they meet? Every three months, <laughs> you know? And she also asked me if there were... Um, any uh, people of color on the city council. And this is somebody who lived here all her life. You know, so clearly people um, have no knowledge of what's going, or a lot of people have no knowledge of what's going on. And I don't think it's just that some people aren't interested. I think if people got a packet that, you know, informed them about stuff, and if somebody came to their house to welcome them, you know, it might be a very nice thing. Okay, thank maybe you. We could, um, okay. Maybe we could um, draft some action steps that we could take as a community post-COVID. I, I think my mind is, is coming up with all of these great ideas, but I feel like I, I don't want to voice them because it's, <laughs> we're just so limited right now. Um, but perhaps we could just take some action steps on how, um, for example, Eileen, you brought up the welcome wagon, how we could um, foster maybe some future steps. Um, because I, I think that that statement um, is, can you hear me? Yes, yes, please go ahead. Okay. Um, I think we need to listen to all of these voices um, and they all are interconnected in a way. And I think that if we just brainstorm, um, that would be helpful. Um, we could even add it to our, um, like our, our goals. I forget. Okay, so, so, so what, I'm, what I'm trying to do as it may, be, may have become obvious, is that I'm go I was trying to pass through all these uh, suggestions, discuss them briefly as we are doing right now, and then come back next time and try and take a more specific action item. So that's what we did for the first five items. And I'm hoping to do uh, something similar for the next four items 
And if we can move through these discussions reasonably fast, then we can move to other items in our agenda. Does that sound reasonable? Okay. So the next thing I was going to... Actually, I think uh, Matthew had a comment they wanted to make. He has uh, his hand up. Please, go ahead. No, I actually, I, I don't actually... My understanding is that I shouldn't, and this should be left till, till later based no, on no, what no, you just said. Uh, no, uh, everybody's welcome to put in, uh, may, may, you know, put in comments, absolutely. Okay, um, can, can I just, um, can you clarify something for me, please? I, I'm not a member of the commission, and um, when Diane asked the question previously, I don't know if you, uh, you certainly didn't answer in a way that I completely understood. As a member of the non-commission, I, I could just participate without any problem? You can participate in the discussion, indeed. Okay. Not, not voting. You can't participate in the vote. That's about it. Okay, okay. So um, what Eileen said previously, um, yeah, we used to have a welcome commission or welcome committee in the city a couple of years ago. It was facilitated by somebody who worked at City Hall. She now uh, lives out of the city. It kind of died out, but, um, you know, there were a lot of uh, suggestions. I had some other people had some. I could try to find any of the old notes from that. And I can reach out to anybody who's participated in that. And perhaps, you know, they can kind of communicate here some of the lessons learned as far as, you know, elaborating on, on the activities that the commission did and what they kind of saw as their scope, I guess they could leave for another time. Okay. Okay. By the way, I might add that any action that, that we suggest be taken does not have to be restricted to members of the commission. Anybody from outside, from from, the, from uh, our community, is welcome to participate both in the discussion and the actions to be taken. Thank you. Okay, uh, so let me move then again to very quickly to the next point. Uh, a comment was made that somebody were, was they're afraid to put a Black Lives Matter sign on our lawn because. Uh, the person down the because of the person down the street, uh, or in this particular case, he said because of the cop down the street, which I don't particularly agree with because I don't think that uh, I don't think that there is uh, an obvious uh, you know uh, inverse relationship between the, our police force and the Black Lives Matter, although you know that might be uh, true in certain instances. Again, I'm going to open that for discussion and comments. Yes, this is where I start off. Uh, listen, uh -huh. so as a police chief, I, I, I'm sad to hear that. I didn't hear that that evening. Um, I, I think we have a, uh, a very good police department, responsive police department, and I think we are starting to make strides in this community. I don't want anyone in the city of Medford to ever fear the police for any reason. That is our number one goal. And so um, where this is sort of open and, you know, I don't know the street, I don't know the individual and I can't talk to uh, uh, them directly. I can just say that the, the goals of this police department is to make this city to the point where um, the police are, are not seen as somebody you should fear and or be concerned about and you should have the right to express your opinions in any manner. I mean, we have made a commitment to investigate any um, uh, defacing or destruction of Black Lives Matter signs. Uh, we initially heard uh, of, of some issues and we're not hearing about as many anymore. There are many of them up in the city and uh, I, you know, at least um, in the last several weeks, if not more, we haven't had many, many complaints about that at all. So 
I, I think that's all uh, a sign of progress. There certainly is a lot of um, political uh, pushing back and forth from different groups in Medford. That, and uh, I'd like to say that the Medford Police Department is, uh, you know, remaining independent from all of that, uh, as I don't think we should be on political sides, but you definitely, I think, know where we stand and what we support, and we're going to continue that. So uh, it's kind of a generalized statement on this specific, uh, you, you know, uh, case, but uh, I'd be interested if anyone else has any comments on it. Uh, Kelly, please. I guess my question would be, I think we know where you stand on it, Chief Buckley, because you, you participate in this. You've been wonderful in um, responding to um, the communities. Um, but we haven't heard, at least I haven't, and I could be wrong, um, from the police union or the um, other, you know, people on, on the police force. So I'm curious um, if, if, you've, if there's a way that that could be expressed. I wonder, I feel like that would go really far because I feel like it's gone really far um, having you speak out and ha hear your perspective. Um, so I'm curious if that's something that's been discussed, if um, the, the, the union uh, the, would you know, for example, I'm a, I'm in the teachers union and the, our teachers union put out a statement, um, you know, unequivocally saying that we believe black lives matter. Um, so I'm just curious if, you know, how you speak for the rest of the department. So, you know, all of my interaction with the rest of the department is through just personalized conversations. I, I talk to the officers on a regular basis here. As it comes down to the unions in particular, I can't speak for them. Um, it's, it's, you know, in dealing with the teachers, it's up to them to independently come forward. I suppose it's not beyond the realm of possibility that someone puts a request before them to, to speak to the matter uh, on it. But I have to sort of, as a department head and as the chief of police, I have to play that fine line of telling a union they should come up with a statement or something because I don't, I don't have that authority as it, as it lies. But um, I suppose it's not beyond the realm of possibility that somebody else asked them. But in general, I mean, I know the sentiment. This is these are very tough times for, uh, they're very interesting times, but they're very, it's very tough time to be a police officer and it's a very tough time um, uh, for anyone who's on, on this political uh, uh, position, but it's an especially uh, promising time too for all of us involved because there are strides that are being made. And the police officers that I talk to on a daily basis, we're all in favor of making this a better police department and moving forward. I think there's sometimes concern by a lot of my, my officers in general that, you know, that if, you're, if you are a police officer, you're perceived to be on one side of this, this equation, and that's just not true, and, or that you're the bad person, or that you are inherently racist because you are a police officer. And they get that message a lot, whether it's through the media or through some people that they interact with, and, you know, not all interactions in, in, in the public, it, it's... Like my officers are on the street every day and there are people driving by and, you know, giving them the finger and swearing at them. It's just, it's a, it's a unique time to be a police officer, but my officers are dedicated to trying to move forward. And it's, it takes an emotional toll. And, and I know this is an emotional subject all around and I don't want to necessarily always concentrate on the police officers, but I have good women and men in this police department. They are all, um, dedicated to this career for fair and equitable and just policing. So, um, you know, it's the way that the, the department is run. It's the way policing is run. There's a department head. They speak on behalf of their officers. And um, I understand that. But more and more, we need to get our offices interacting with the public so that they can talk to each other in the public and, um, you know, and, and 
during their interactions and, and they'll sort of get to see, but you know, I can't get the unions to come up with a public statement. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Jack. I think I'm gonna move on. So as as I have mentioned, perhaps you, next time we, we will get a chance. Yeah, go ahead, Fiona. Yeah. Can I just say something quickly? I just, yeah. um, I personally strongly disagree with a lot of what you said, Chief Buckley, and I wanted to just voice a few of the concerns that I personally feel, and I think a lot of folks in Medford and around the country are feeling. Um, this is not my experience. I'm um, a white person and can't understand personally the experience that so many people um, have gone through and continue to go through at the hands of the police, but I just want to push back on some of what you said given um, your stance on the the idea that the police can reform and can move forward um, toward toward a just manner of policing because um, I believe that, like you said, that, that there are people with good intentions or good values on the police force, but um, it's a choice to to take on this role and to stay in this role and it's a role that was founded, as you know, and have heard increasingly recently on, um, on racism and continues to function because of the structural racism that our country is founded on. So um, I recognize what you're trying to say, but I, I don't think it's that simple. And I know you know it's not that simple, but I think it's a much bigger conversation that we need to be having beyond just um, you know, Medford police officers are good police officers because um, my personal opinion is that it's a completely flawed system. And I think um, changing the way that our communities run and relate to one another requires more than, um, than what you might be imagining. Fiona, thank you for sharing that. And I, I guess I want to remind the commissioners that a while ago that we had the goal of actually trying to have a community thought forum. Um, but that was before uh, the public unrest across this country. Um, I think people need to understand the history, uh, also get a better sense of where our current police chief wants to take us. But to put on something like that takes time outside of a monthly meeting that there needs to be a core group of folks willing to strategize and plan in between meetings if we are to pull off that sort of in-person um, detailed discussion about what we in this community want from our police department. But again, we're still in the middle of COVID until that lets a bunch of us come into a room, that's still a huge challenge. Uh, thank you so much for reminding us of what we yeah, had agreed to do. Uh, I, I will add that as part of the uh, responses and suggestions that came out uh, of that large meeting, there, there was also uh, down the line, I think the last one, the last point, or maybe the one before last, there, there was a significant discussion about the role of the police. So uh, with that said, I'm going to keep on moving and then uh, stick to our process of 
bringing out the various opinions here uh, and, and then having next time to discuss how we can take a specific recommendation or action. So with that, uh, that said, I'm gonna move to the uh, very next point. And that is just a suggestion that uh, uh, somebody, I guess in one of the meetings had said, commented about RightsPond is great, but it is not used by all the community. Suggest having passes free for certain income level and would love to see it opened up for everyone. Uh, any comment on that? And uh, if, if not, we can uh, keep it, uh, you know, again for discussion as to a specific recommendation for next time. Anybody wants to add something? Uh, and Matt, okay, control police. Okay, uh, that's just uh, the last one. Okay, if, if there is no other comment on this, I'll move very quickly to the next point. And that is a, a group of graduates from Medford High School uh, and then Mobilize Medford submitted a list of suggestions. Anti-racism is an active practice that identifies challenges and ultimately changes structures and behaviors that, that perpetuate racism. Uproot the legacies of racism in our community, the public schools within the city of Medford, commit to long-term anti-racist, decolonized and intersectional teaching practices across all grades and subjects uh, and encourage students to think critically and act collaboratively to review systems that will create change uh, uh, across all grades and subjects. Encourage students to think critically and act collaboratively to, dis to disrupt systems of oppression. So that is a long and very uh, statement that's filled with a lot, a uh, lot of uh, suggestions, and uh, uh, clearly, uh, you know, coming from the experience of of of, of some of these students. Um, again, I'll entertain comments on that and leave it up to a possible uh, recommendation for next time. Would anybody like to comment on that? Please, Jana. Um, well, I'm part of Mobilize Medford, um, and we have been working side by side with Chief Buckley um, with his department, um, and we went to some of the trainings, and we've been talking to him regularly about some plans that we have for the future um, to continue to work closely with um, his department. Um, as well as the education side, we are talking with school committee members um, and suggesting those anti-racist um, curriculums and stuff like that. So Mobilize Medford has been working um, with multiple organizations and departments. Okay, great. Jana, yeah, go ahead, please. Jana, do you know if um, students are on that task force? Um, right now, at you mean in Mobilize Medford or just... No, the racial task force that was um, created at school at the schools. I'm not sure. About okay. That. Um, we so we have been doing professional development. This is now week two. Mm -hmm. um, we did have an anti-racist um, workshop 
that was also included in that. Um, we, you know, it is a point of interest that um, faculty is hearing. And um, I, I kind of wanted to say that earlier, but again, I just didn't want to um, take over the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I don't know, and I, I'm willing to find out if somebody else doesn't know, but uh, in my community, similar to what Kelly was saying, um, the school committee adopted an anti-racist resolution. Does anybody, does anybody know if the Medford School Committee has done that? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Um, and then I was going to suggest, again, I'm thinking action steps. Um, would it be possible to entertain the commission um, to have an anti-racist training session for the community um, where we could do it remotely um, by invitation? Um, because we're talking about like, I'm just saying something to piggyback on the racial forum that we had um, and work towards being a welcoming community and um, educating across the board within our community would be beneficial. I just don't know the logistics of doing that. Is that a possibility? Melissa, there is some stuff being done with Medford Connects and Medford Conversations. Um, there is a lot of work being done by um, Penelope and Neil. I cannot remember her last name. Um, in the mayor's office. Um, thank you. Um, and and um, Reverend Wendy, there is like, um, I think what's happening too is there's a lot of different things happening, but no one, not everyone is talking to each other. Um, so I think that's something that we could maybe talk about is just ha making sure that everyone's aware because there, Penelope has been sending out trainings um, that are open to people uh, with anti-racism, an anti-racist lens. Um, and there's the Medford conversations. Uh, there's just different things happening and there's mobilized Medford. So I feel like maybe one thing that we could do is try to have like one kind of resource so that people know um, what's going on and where, and maybe that's something that we can do through the city website because that's kind of a central location. I know that, that the mayor's been working on um, different things, as has our hands in different things as well. So maybe we can talk with um, the mayor's office about, because that stuff's happening, but I don't know that everyone knows everything that's happening. Okay, yeah, and I think, I think we also spoke uh, last time about the possibility of having this anti-racist training uh, specifically for our elected officials, uh, the city council and the school committee. So with that said, I'm going to just keep on moving so that we can catch up on some of our other uh, agenda, the, the rest of our agenda. So let me then go back to the uh, agenda and say uh, there were, okay, so there was a a formal uh, complaint uh, on by uh, somebody called Wien, and uh, and this complaint was uh, addressed uh, in great detail 
uh, by uh, Neil Osborne. It took the time and effort to review it. Uh, now, the thing is, the way the, uh, the complaint procedure uh, was written and put forth on the, uh, on the city website, and I might add without input from the Human Rights Commission, but uh, the, the complaint uh, form did say that the complaints should be sent to this particular, you know, uh, to the department and also a copy to the Human Rights Commission. And so when uh, Neil asked me to comment on, uh, you know, how the Human Rights Commission would deal with these complaints, I pointed out that in reality, uh, the Human Rights Commission did not have the resources um, and also the training uh, or the funding uh, that the city does. And like, for instance, Neil, even though now he's uh, uh, doubly overworked, was able to perform. So I, I, I bringing this up to get some comments from members of the Human Rights Commission as to how, if any, uh, how we would be able to uh, you know, participate and put in any significant uh, uh, significant uh, contribution. I know that in this particular case, uh, there were some comments made as to, uh, um, I mean, Neil's conclusion was fine, but then there were some questions about, okay, uh, this person who went into this other person's uh, house to investigate or was not wearing a mask, for instance, and entered the house without a mask. Uh, so uh, again, the, the woman who was involved did not speak English. And so we had like some other comments, but beyond that, I don't see how the Human Rights Commission can really address those complaints. I'm open to uh, our comments from anybody. Minir, can I just give a little bit of a context uh, for the commissioners and the uh, uh, public? So the mayor wanted a form created so that any resident who felt they were a victim of uh, mistreatment uh, because of who they were or observed something could report to her office and or through me. Uh, part of the form creation, we also determined that maybe the Human Rights Commission could have some sort of role. Because um, when I receive a complaint, um, certainly I or the city can uh, devote some resources to do some sort of investigation. But yet still, we are the administration. You as commissioners sit independently. So it was an attempt to say, um, you don't have to rely on the city employee to come to a conclusion. You also could have an option to bring your case to the Human Rights Commission. Now, we spent almost two years trying to hash out what's the right procedure uh, the commission should have when someone has a complaint, and we came to the best idea that mediation might work. Um, so I'm hoping that there is some role for the commission to play, but I do understand that if there's an inundation of complaints, you don't have the time nor the skills to do the investigation, and we're gonna have to figure out 
how we can address uh, uh, a flood of complaints coming in. So I just want the commissioners and public to have some sort of context that the mayor's office wanted to make sure that she and my office could easily take in what's happening in the community. So at the very least, we can get a sense of uh, how bad it is out there. So, all right, that's my context. Okay, anybody else wants to uh, comment or uh, uh, about this, whether on the commission or not? You know, as I sit back and, and hear our agenda and all our points, um, you know, the need in our community um, is very large um, right now. It's the climate, like Neil just said. Um, can we meet more than once a month? Um, can we, you know, I think it's in order for us to feel like we hear the people in our community um, across the board. Um, and think about ways to um, connect and build interrelationships away from anti-racism. Is it possible for us to, we need to do more work or work together with other organizations? Um, again, uh, maybe streamline a little bit. We, I wasn't aware that there was already many trainings going on in the city. Um, so maybe talk about accessibility. Um, those okay. are just I some think, of my thoughts. I think that's, that's the reason. Can we, Neil, can we discuss this offline or to see if we can indeed meet more than once a month just to speak to all commissioners and whatnot? Sure, absolutely. Okay, why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Uh, yeah, clearly yeah. we have. <laughs> I think that would be important because our agenda is so packed, we don't have enough time to give to any issue fully. Okay, great. So let's let's do that over the over the course of the next week or so, and uh, hopefully we can we can everybody would be comfortable with that. Uh, all right. So this. It looks like great. MJ wants to speak. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I yeah. Yes, I have a question. The, the mayor, a few weeks back, she told me about a process, I think, that Neil had introduced or suggested in which if people didn't feel comfortable registering a complaint to the actual police department about misconduct that they felt they experienced by the police, they could also register a complaint with this, uh, with this body. Is, that what you, is, is this the same thing that you're speaking about right now, about this complaint um, that somebody registered that's on the agenda? Yes. Well, like a, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Neil. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so um, the complaint form allows uh, the individual to say where they want the investigation to take place. So it could be diversity office, police department, and also forwarded to the Human Rights Commission. So there are options for who's going to hear what the person writes down. Okay, so I have a, a follow-up question then. I was, I was very excited uh, when the mayor told me about this because it, it gets into something I came up many, many years ago about how we would possibly have a process in which when people, all the complaints that are made about police treatment of residents, that, you know, perhaps once a year, that would be released to the public. The public would be basically, I mean, if people remember years ago with Steve LeBert, what happened with Steve LeBert that came as a surprise to a lot of people, 
Um, and but I guess based on now, I guess I talked to the mayor and she said she would look into the legal department about what the possibility would be for other people to have access to the complaints made to this body about the experiences that they've had with the Medford Police Department. But am I to understand that the, uh, the commission has realized that it just doesn't have the, uh, the resources in order to deal with? So is, is that stuff kind of just being? Well, I mean, the, the point is that I was ready. I mean, okay, so, so now on the website, there yeah. is a format for filing a complaint. Okay. okay. And uh, of course, there's also, but I mean, these complaints don't necessarily only have to be about the police. It could be about, about discrimination by uh, a member of whatever uh, the metro uh, state uh, government. So there could be all sorts of complaints. Uh, but but as I mentioned, uh, again, uh, the way that this form uh, presents itself, it, it, it says, you know, it, it gives part of the responsibility, it puts part of the responsibility to investigate this on the Human Rights Commission. And, and at this point uh, in time, I was just pointing out that we have limited resources uh, and so we could only do so much to address this. But so with that being said, let me just move on then quickly to try and cover other items in the agenda. So the next item is there is a a Fowler Finn letter uh, uh, that was uh, sent to the Human Rights Commission with a complaint about an incident that happened, I think it was uh, um, near the, uh, the senior, uh, senior center. And I know that uh, the, the woman involved said that uh, she had filed a police report and I don't know whether, I mean, Jack, do you, uh, do you have any information on that or is there any, any, any comment that you might have about it? So I, I, I can definitely comment on it, but I have to be careful because it is an open criminal investigation. So there's certain things I can and cannot say. What Miss um, uh, Fowler Finn observed happened, and it's, it's, it's uh, you know, rather disturbing in this case, the... Um, there's a little bit of confusion on the dates. It actually happened on July 29th. Uh, the police were involved and investigated. Uh, we uh, have identified the victim. We know who the offender is. It involves uh, some serious criminal charges and some uh, uh, very serious uh, issues of mental health. Uh, the individual who is the suspect in this case is currently hospitalized. There are currently uh, several criminal charges out uh, involving uh, the uh, person. Our civil rights officer is involved in the investigation as well as our detectives. I can say that nobody was injured, uh, nobody was harmed, uh, but it was it was the potential. So there was an incident that did occur that morning and uh, uh, the police uh, were well aware of it and criminal charges are out there as well as uh, mental health um, uh, interaction and involvement uh, for the uh, offending party. Okay, great. So that's, uh, Can I just quickly share, Mayor? This is yeah. a perfect. This is a pr perfect process example because the woman uh, sends something to me. I receive it. I reach out to her. I ask her to fill out a complaint proceed a complaint form. It doesn't happen. It gets reported to the police. That process be has begun. So people will be choosing what is the best forum to resolve their issues. 
right, right, right. Uh, so, so this kind of reminds me of uh, a, an incident that happened uh, in May uh, with Summer McCall. Uh, and I know that she attended one of our meetings. So I'm wondering uh, whether uh, the chief can comment on that. Whether there was, uh, you know, uh, is there any any uh, any follow up uh, that uh, that happened uh, because it involved, I guess, three uh, three uh, kids of color and some police uh, some policemen. At least that's what what was alleged by some. Yes, uh, so the update on that is we, we have been uh, working with her and have been involved. And at this point in time, I, I'll have to check with Captain Clemente, who was overseeing this through internal affairs, but all parties have resolved the issue. Um, I don't want to put it down as a misunderstanding, but there was something else that was occurring that day at that location. We had long discussions with uh, uh, Ms. McCall on the matter, and everyone seems satisfied uh, on the issues as of right now. Um, but uh, I can't recall exactly what happened that day, uh, what, what was going on there. But um, I do know that we, we've had multiple conversations with her and, and have identified and, and addressed the issue. And uh, she, at, at last check with her, she was comfortable with, with the process. Okay, okay, that's, that's good to hear. So, so then moving to the next item on the agenda, and this was a proposal from Metro People Power. Uh, regarding banning the use of facial recognition software. Uh, I think we, we had uh, the members of the Human Rights Commission had a proposal essentially, uh, and we discussed it briefly, but I'm wondering now if we can move on this and actually, uh, uh, you know, uh, have a, uh, take a position on this uh, issue, which is, I think is quite important. Does anybody want to comment from people power, from uh, members of the current president people power, or is that enough information that's available to the rest of the commission? Oh, Munir, I think this is Julie Flynn from people power. And um, so back in June, we did send you, um, uh, well, at the last meeting, we actually talked about two proposed ordinances and requested if the Human Rights Commission could endorse the principle of both those ordinances. One, um, as you stated, was the facial surveillance ban and the other one was the community control over police surveillance. Um, Council Zach Bears introduced the facial surveillance ban and on the meeting here in the meeting tonight is uh, Jean Zotter from People Power and she, introduce the community control over police surveillance um, at, um, ordinance. So there are two that we actually wanted on um, the Human Rights Commission to um, vote on, to endorse just the principles of both the ordinances. Okay. Uh, the Julie, proposed ordinances. Yeah, for some reason, I thought that only one, uh, one ordinance, you know, one, one issue was discussed and not uh, the community control. I may be wrong, but I thought that's also what the notes indicated. That's why I, our agenda did not include that second item. Um, Munir, I presented on community control over police surveillance at the last meeting. Okay, then somehow we missed it. All right, okay, I apologize for that. Uh, so the question is, uh, I have here in front of me a statement 
uh, about you know the proposed ordinance, and I think also uh, Zach Bears from uh, also had sent uh, sent Neil and myself uh, you know a, a copy of the ordinance that was being proposed uh, for the city council, and I believe I had forwarded it to uh, the human rights uh, to the to all the commissioners. Uh, so as commissioners right now, are we ready to endorse uh, this proposal? Uh, let me let me let me have input from members of the commission, please. Uh, Judy has wanted to speak, so I want to make sure that she has an opportunity. So let's. I'm going to unmute. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Judy, you want to go ahead? Get it. Uh, can we unmute her? I think she can unmute herself now if she can, hopefully. Okay. So that, what? Maybe so that can do it for her. Hold on. I'm going to. Uh, we may have to come back to Judy. Let me see if I can get her unmuted. Hold on. Uh, uh, okay. Mm. Anybody else wants to? Uh, I mean, all right. I, I would say I would like to uh, offer a motion to uh, to support the uh, the request that was made uh, by people power and, and again if if somebody wants uh, to wants me to like read the proposal i can do that it's about a page and a half uh, what do people think if they're not if they're, uh, if they're not familiar still with the details of it I'll be your parliamentarian. You as a chair can't offer it, but you can get some other commissioner to do it while you sit on the chair. Okay. Uh, uh, say that again. You say, I can't or I you, you, not. you cannot. You cannot as the chair okay. offer the motion, but someone else in the commission can. All right. Uh, right Nina, can I, can I speak Please first? Jack, go ahead. Yes. Uh, while, while I uh, won't offer the, the motion, I would like to either abstain or recuse myself because I have a position here as the department head as it relates to this that I, at some point in time, I, I have to take a position on this and look at it in depth. Um, so uh, I, I don't, I feel like it would be sort of a conflict if I take a position one way with the, with the um, uh, Human Rights Commission and then have to uh, take a position as chief of police. So um, that's what I would like to do this evening on this, uh, but we can still, after the motion, we can talk about this if, if need be. I think that's appropriate. Yes, you should uh, abstain. Okay, anybody else from the commission? Judy, are you uh, now with us? I was with you, but I, am I with you now? Yes, yes, now we can hear you, great. Okay. First of all, I think we need a motion to extend the meeting by 10 or 15 minutes, which I, I will make that motion. Second. Second. Okay, uh, everybody in favor, say yes. 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 Okay, great, yes, okay, great, go ahead. Okay, second of all, before we um, end the meeting, I really would like to speak to that complaint that um, because there's been a lot of questions in the chat about that complaint. So can we come back to it after we discuss this issue? Okay. Okay. I I have not looked in depth at the question of um, the two police issues that were um, brought to the city council. So 
I feel a little uncomfortable acting on them, and um, I think Sorry, it when may you say when you say police <laughs> issues, are you referring to the to the motion about facial recognition and community control? Right. Oh, okay. So, um, so I can't make a motion on it, and I can't vote on it because I don't know enough about it. Now, I know you did said something around, and I did read some of it, but um, I think it's 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 more it needs more than a hurried discussion. In fact, I would like to hear um, the chief's opinion about it if he feels he can give it. But it it it, it needs a more in depth discussion, like everything else we've brought up tonight. I mean, we're we have too big an agenda. So I want to make a second motion that we meet twice a month. Okay, well, uh, I think I think that's, uh, yeah, we'll definitely discuss that and hopefully that will happen. Uh, I don't know if, if the chief wants to comment on it, but in the meantime, why don't I say that I'm going to forward uh, the information about both of these uh, suggestions or proposed motions uh, from People Power. Why don't I forward it one more time to all members of the commission and hopefully in our next meeting, we will get the chance to discuss and, and make a decision uh, on, on uh, a recommendation. Yes, Natasha. I'm looking at the facial recognition ordinance and forgive me, to be honest, I don't always know every different stipulation in here, what it really means and how it's used. Can we also have resources perhaps from people who want us to support this about why it's important, what the concerns are, things like that, um, beyond the legal text, if that would be possible? Um. Just like I'm reading, for example, using social media or communication software or application for communicating with the public provided such at such use does not include the affirmative use of any face surveillance like why is that point number four under b i am just trying to process it i will obviously go read this more later but if there's any kind of examples of why this is really problematic how it gets operationalized that would be helpful um, okay, would anybody from, uh, say, uh, from People Power care to uh, comment about this? Sure. Um, uh, we presented it at the last meeting, but I know we didn't have quorum and a lot of people, and we were at the end, so we didn't have a lot of time to talk about it. So we can send more, um, like, informational um, one-pagers for you. Uh, I just wanted to be clear that we're not asking you to endorse the ordinance. We're asking you to endorse certain principles that are embodied in the ordinance. And so we're not asking for you to say this ordinance is great, but these principles that are built into the ordinance is what we support. So I just want to be clear what our ask is, but we can send you um, like plain language information about what the two proposals. Okay. Um, that would be helpful. Thank you. All right. Uh, okay. So that uh, that being said, it looks like we're going to have to. Okay. Uh, 
postpone any further discussion on this until next time, unless uh, somebody else uh, has anything to add to this. Um, okay, well, um, we've extended it five minutes. We have five more minutes. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, there are some old business listed here. Um, Minir, I, I apologize. You had proposed a motion. I don't know if anyone actually chose to propose it. Uh, can you say that again, please, Neil? You had asked, you had entertained a motion from the chair, which required some of the commissioner to. No, I, so I'm going to withdraw that. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to withdraw that at this point and keep it till next time until. Uh, all the commissioners have had a chance to look more in more detail uh, about the two uh, the, the two requests from people. Uh, okay. This is this is can Judy. Can you hear me? This yes. Is, can go I go ahead? ahead? Yeah, I did make a motion. I thought we would need a motion to meet more frequently than once a month, but if we don't, we don't. Because um, I did put that motion on the floor, but. Um, the other thing is, I would really like to take a minute to go back to that um, housing oh, complaint. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'll I'll do it very quickly, just because people had a lot of questions. This was a complaint about the behavior of a housing inspector, um, about notification of an inspection, and um, Neil found it unsubstantiated. Um, I think Munir raised an issue if this inspector didn't wear a mask. I mean, so there, what I'm trying to say is there, there may be other issues. So I know the mayor wants to address some of these complaints through Neil, through Neil's office, and through us. But I mean, uh, when, does, when do we decide that a complaint needs a, a formal investigation? by like M MCAD if it's not a police matter. Um, you know, I'm concerned. It, it sounded to me like this inspector treated this non-English speaking woman very badly. I didn't do the inspection. Neil, you did the inspection. You, I mean, you, the investigation. Neil, you did the investigation and, you know, you were satisfied. But I think it's I, you know, I'm assuming it's on the agenda for next time if we have time to talk about what happens if someone sends a complaint to us and it's just not appropriate for either us or the city because it's a complaint against a city employee. So I'm, I'm, at this point in the meeting, I just want to put that on the agenda for no, I, I mean, I appreciate uh, your comment, Judy. I mean, the, the thing is that, I mean, that's why I prefaced this discussion by saying that when this particular uh, form was put on the website, when it was generated, uh, you know, we had no input into it. And although we had before that form appeared, uh, which a lot of people were happy to see because it is now formally, you know, being highlighted on, on the website, we had extensive discussions uh, ourselves, as you remember, on how to handle these, uh, you know, these complaints. And Neil mentioned that. So uh, you're right. I mean, now we are in this um, kind of uh, um, 
you know, undefined uh, position as to how to handle these uh, these complaints. And uh, but yeah, I, I hate to say this, but I guess we may have to go back to square one. Uh, so I I don't know. But this is this is you know again putting us uh, unfortunately towards the end of the meeting. Uh, hopefully we will shift to this. To, let's communicate within the next week with Neil and see if we can get everybody on board to have a, a twice a month meeting and 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 see if we can handle more of these issues. Any other comments uh, before we uh, uh, end the meeting? All right. Well, yes, Jack, please go ahead. So just real quick. So by abstaining, I just want to make sure that I'm not, I'm neither for nor against this facial recognition of technology. I just think from the police perspective, it involves a lot. And from some of the comments here, I think you understand. These are technical terms. These, these are, are facts that we have to really iron out. And I'm, I've said this for several months now, and, and I don't offer it as an excuse, but I don't have five minutes in the day to start looking at this stuff. So we do have to, I'm willing to look at it. I'm willing to put the effort in and talk about these sort of issues, but um, and maybe th there's, there's an overwhelming need for this that someone, you know, that feels that it's out there, but I'm not shying away from it. I'm just telling you, it's like, it, there's a lot of work. And right now I'm, we, we're trying to change a lot of processes and policies and everything in the police department. And I don't want to sort of detract from that. So that's where my hesitation comes from a lot of it. Second comment I'd like to leave Gene and Barry, I owe you a response. It's coming. I promise you that email is coming. I, 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 Stick with me. It's coming. All right? I just wanted to get that in before I had to send you an email later on. You could hear it first person. So, all right. Uh, thank you, Jack. Uh, okay. That said, I will entertain a motion. to Minier, the uh, Neil. Neil, you want to say something? Minier, Diane Sullivan has her hand up to make a comment. I will unmute her if you will allow me to, but she okay, does yeah, have to be too. quick. All right. Very quick. Thank you so much for indulging me throughout this meeting and um, in this moment. I just want to lift out something that I noted in the chat, which is I'd be curious to learn more about any uh, working groups that are active right now with the commission. And I think that as you build that trust that was spoken of earlier, it might be a really good way to invite the community to engage in this commission and to help you spread some of the work um, that lays before you that is so incredibly important to all of us. I think that's, that's yeah, that, that's a well-made uh, point, uh, Diane, and a good suggestion indeed, yes. We would welcome the participation of members of the community in all our commissions. You know, I have one last comment, and I'll be quick. Um, I have an ask of the commissioners and the public. Um, we are looking to get diverse individuals for the fire station advisory group. Um, think about it yourselves. If you know someone, please email me. We are trying, we will do another push this fall to have more diversity on all our boards and commission, but I know that one is lacking and we are all, all hands on deck to trying to get some uh, folks who are interested in that uh, fire station location on that committee okay i'm done no nope. hey, thank you can i just say one more one more thing on behalf of people power um so in june we did send a long email to the human rights commission for anyone who just a, as a reminder that had a lot of links and descriptions of both of these ordinances and then when we um presented it in july the time was very short at the end 
I, I, I hope that if we were to meet again, that we would be either moved up on the agenda or there'd be time allotted for these two ordinances because we were, we did present, we were on the agenda in July, but the time was very short. Again, the last 10 minutes of that agenda where we, and I just hope that we can get some time allotted to us so that, um, that you can um, have a chance to look at it and also that we have a chance to answer some of your questions. And um, because we do think it is important. And again, all we're asking for is for you to endorse the principles of it. We're not asking Chief Buckley to, 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 to do anything in terms of, of the police, but we are asking the Human Rights Commission to think seriously about how these technologies can affect the civil rights and civil liberties of Medford residents. That's why we think it is pressing. We don't want technology to get ahead of uh, laws and regulations. And that's why we think it is important. And we just hope there'll be some time, a little more time allotted to it. Okay, I think, I think we will have that. Okay, thank you again, everybody. I will entertain a motion to adjourn this meeting. One. Second. Okay, done. Thank you all for attending and have a good evening. Thank you all.